Welcome to 4.0 to Pro, the pickleball podcast that focuses on a single shot, tip, or strategy to improve your pickleball game with every single pocket-sized episode. Our goal is to make you better on the court every time you hear our voices. And now your hosts, 4.something Michael O'Neill and USA Pickleball National Silver Medalist, Senior Pro Scott Fliegelman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of 4.0 to Pro, your pocket-sized pickleball podcast where we teach you a single shot or strategy in every single episode. Michael O'Neill here in Long Beach, California, joined by my good bud, Mr. Scott Flegelman, senior pro bad arse in Boulder, Colorado at Boulder Pickleball as we speak, as I hear. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you doing? I'm fantastico. Today, we are talking about something that, weirdly, I have the most experience of anything we've ever talked about on the show, which is how to get sponsored. And there's varying levels of that that we're going to go through, but how to get sponsored as a, a pickleball athlete or influencer or some version uh, of one of those things. And it is one of the things that you and I have a, a lot in common, Scott. I think we do for over 30 plus years. Well, I think one of the cool things about this topic in and of itself is that there are varying levels of being able to be sponsored. Sometimes you just get some free paddles or some free clothing or something like that. We have to remember that out of the gates that there are no better salesperson or advocates than the people that are actually using their products. So if you think about that, if you kind of look at the things you use on a regular basis, and we're going to focus this on pickleball, but this actually works for everything. I do a lot of this stuff for my everyday gear as well. Lots of earbuds, lots of wireless earbuds coming my way because, you know, people want you to talk about them. If you think of it like this, a company can only afford to pay so many salespeople and so many sales reps and have so much marketing budget. If you find yourself using a product and you're kind of, you know, you're a man or a woman about town and people know you in your local area, you've probably got a pretty fair chance of getting sponsored in some way. So the important part to remember as you get into this universe of sponsorship is to think what's in it for them. What would the sponsor be interested in seeing me do? What can I be doing? How can I connect with the world in a way that they will feel like, hey, this person's in our court. They're an advocate for our product. Let's give them some stuff and, and, and let them kind of do their thing. Scott, I know you and I grew up sort of in the, you know, I was a sponsored BMX kid. And then you were tennis player to snow sports. The sponsorship thing is really in the DNA of all those sports. I think it is. And we've been around this long enough that we go back to kind of the, the pre-digital, pre-social media era of this. But the principles, you know, stay the same is you want to genuinely be somebody that people look to as an expert, but also someone who enjoys sharing their passion for their given sport with lots of other people. And I think this is really important, this last part for pickleball, with players of all levels. It's yes. really important that you genuinely show an interest in lower rated and newer players and ask them about their game, ask them about their equipment, learn their names. You know, we're going to talk about a lot of these things, but that doesn't matter which decade we're, we're talking about here. But of late, and Mike, you, you know these things better than I do, there, there are a lot of digital marketing tools that we need to be pretty savvy with at this point. I was going to push back on what you said in terms of being an expert. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. It's nice to have expertise in it, but even nicer from the company standpoint is that you have some sort of sway. So you've got a following of some sort. There's a lot of people we see in the pickleball world that aren't like, you know, they're not 5-0 pickleball players. 
wears, but they're representing a clothing brand or something like that. And you go, okay, great, because they're an advocate and they know how to do social media. You know, especially smaller companies, if they're not Selkirk, or something. Carbon's like four people or something. It's Carbon's not a huge company. So they have to, you know, do what they do, which means they reach out to people that like their paddles and share the content. So you see Carbon sharing these people's posts that are, you know, unboxing or doing something like that. Those people are great advocates. You do enough of those things and Carbon's going to, I mean, I'm not saying they will, but I'm, a company like that would write you and say, hey, look, we really love what you did on social media. Would you, you know, like a couple of paddles and, well, you know, you can do an unboxing video or something like that. So that's kind of what we talked about, like the first level, which is discounted or free gear in exchange for promotion. And, and let me just jump in and say your pushback is received as far as the the expert word that I threw out there before. Some of the very best advocates, ambassadors for a company that I've seen or been a part of are, let's say, 3540 players. And I probably was visualizing them when I said the word expert, so I'm not necessarily talking about their very high rating. Right, right, right. So when we hear, when you guys hear me say something like, you know, use the promo code 402P at checkout on Carbon, we get a little kickback from that. It's not much. You get a little bit of a discount. We give you a 10% discount if you use our code. And then... Carbon eventually says, hey, you made X amount of sales in a month or so. Here's a couple of bucks for it. It's the lowest hanging fruit of sponsorship, which is what we would call affiliate sales. So the, the next level, and, and these aren't necessarily sequential, they, they may be you know, aspirational to, to, to the next level. But wouldn't it be nice to, to move to the point where you're getting some free gear? Now, at this point, Many companies are focused on a higher rating or your ranking or tournament results, but I still think that's just a piece of the puzzle, you know, especially these days where you do have the ability to locally, regionally impact a lot of players and some of their buying decisions and your ability on the court is only only one piece of that. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things that again, the company's happy to do it. There's a, as you know, Scott, you were with Fila Outdoor, you were with a bunch of outdoor companies. There is a marketing budget for swag. When I moved to Boulder, I worked for a ski magazine, and of course, you know, I've, I'm in this floor full of journalists and all of the different ski companies in every possible way. Gloves and goggles and skis and bindings and you know, boots. I almost said shoes. Ski shoes. What kind of ski shoes do you use? <laughs> they have a marketing budget where they intentionally build, okay, we're going to have to send out, you know, X amount of skis per year, X amount of boots per year. Here's how much money we need to spend on marketing. You don't have to think of it like you're somehow taking advantage of them or whatever. Like they're looking for it. They're looking for the opportunity to have somebody else showcase their products. So obviously we got it because we were a magazine, but we live in this beautiful time now where because of social media, the inherent qualities of community within the pickleball world that if you are even on a low level, sort of a, you know, a local influencer, if you will, this is maybe without a lot of social media, but let's say people know you at your club. It's a really good time to go, okay, I'm fairly well liked, or maybe you organize things or you started making t-shirts for your local, you know, whatever you do your dink and drink, whatever it is, you are exactly the kind of person that a company is looking to just help out some one way or the other. They're going to send you some, some gear. Maybe they'll send you a pair of socks who, you know, who knows, but you are that person. And then, and then Scott, you've sort of taken this thing to the next level, which is like coaching and camps and things like that, right? Yeah. Again, yeah, on-court results and things like that are great, but you know, there are professionals out there or aspiring professionals who 
have influence over players, whether that's, you know, ongoing daily coaching clinics, camps, you know, the opportunity to primarily put demo paddles in the hands of, of prospective customers. And really, this could be just at the rec courts. Right. So I, I'd include that as well. And then, you know, have an opportunity to participate in some revenue as helping to facilitate the, those sales. Some some companies frown on that. They prefer to do all of their business. The more established companies, especially coming from tennis, they want to do their business through retailers. That's the way their networks are set up. I work yeah. for a couple of those companies. Others without the dealer network in place are more than happy to work through you to put demos in the hands of players at the courts and and provide an opportunity, perhaps through an affiliate code, to put some money in your pocket. Right. And, and what I would say about pickleball in general is that there are so many small, like, startup paddle companies and things like that, that if you approached them, they're going to be psyched to have somebody talking about their stuff, you know, online or locally. In the terms of sports, pickleball is probably one of the easier ones at the moment to get some sort of sponsorship, whether it's a paddle or some clothing or something like that. The next level, Scott, is like all of the above. You can be a sponsored, sponsored athlete, which means you have to have results. You probably have some tournament wins. And by the way, if you're winning tournaments and you're still buying your own gear, you're the lowest hanging fruit for this sponsorship conversation. We've got a local guy that reminds me of this. And I go, man, I don't understand why he's not. He could be this. I've seen people that get way less results than he does, and he's still buying all of his own stuff, which is strange. If you're out there and you're doing camps and you're doing tournaments and things like that, absolutely reach out to some of these companies. And that sort of goes into the next thing, which is how to get there. What do we do to get a sponsorship? And I'm going to suggest that it's going to start with an assessment and then a sponsorship letter. So you first have to assess, what am I bringing to the table here? What's in it for them? Compile your social media followings. And not only the following, but who's following you? 1,000 pickleball followers is better than 10,000 general followers. So think about that. Number two, can you take that information and put it into just a quick little paragraph that says, hey, I'm you know Michael O'Neill. I'm a four point something from Long Beach, California. I play local tournaments. I've also played a number of PPAs. Here's my tournament schedule for the next you know, few months if you happen to have it. Here's all my social media. I love your products and go into some detail about your products and have a sort of a templated email like that and then fire away. You're not going to get sponsored unless you ask. So what my move is typically is I'll go to Instagram and I will DM them and I say, hey, can you tell me who's in charge of sponsorships or marketing for your company? And often it's not the same social media person. Sometimes they've just outsourced a social media person and they say, oh, yeah, you got to talk to Marcy in, in PR or whatever, a relationship marketing. And they give you Marcy's direct email address. Otherwise, sometimes it's hard to get to the right person. They get a lot of requests. And that's why that first initial paragraph, that email is a really good thing to pay attention to and write a nice thing. And then of course, include all your social medias and things. And then once you get that person, reach out to them. And I want you to just in the back of your head the entire time thinking, what can I do for them? How are they going to view me from this email. You mentioned, you know, providing a template or pu putting together a template for outreach. And sure, this could be a numbers game. But having been on the receiving end of, of some of this outreach, there needs to be a level of personalization from the prospective sponsored player to the specific brand and products. You know, I don't want a really generic uh, right, right, outreach. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Why am I interested in you? What do you care about our products specifically? Yes. So, 
you know, take the extra effort, whether you've, you're familiar with these products or not, to do a little bit of research and show the company that you've at least done a little bit of legwork to learn about their products and what you can do for them. Well, and this next part, Scott, is something I need to give you some props on because I know that this is not your wheelhouse specifically. You have done a great job with Boulder Pickleball with social media posting. And, you know, this isn't something you've ever really done in your career. It's not been a thing, but you've realized the value of, you know, YouTube shorts and Instagram videos and things like that. Heck, we've got this great video on our Instagram, which is 4.0 to pro of you defending against Dave Weinbach in a senior pro. He's just shelling you and you're defending and defending and defending. We've gotten probably 300 followers out of that because of that one cool video that I, you know, I thought this is worth, this is worthy. It's a worthy thing to put up. Well, I appreciate the the compliment and it, it goes to a piece of advice that I have for, for our listeners that, I mean, in four short years, I mean, it just feels like I've been in pickleball forever, but it's really only four, four years and change is it, in the beginning, I just filmed everything right now as, as a coach, we're asking you to, you know, we did a show not that long ago where we're suggesting that you, you got to be turning on your video camera for your drill sessions and your matches and your tournaments and capture everything. You never know what may come from it. You're going to get this incredible highlight point that it could turn into your own viral video short or whatever it might be. But just point that camera in your direction, you know, right away. I'll just find out what comes from it. Yeah, you never know. You never know what the algorithm is going to pick up on. I mean, on my YouTube channel, which is I have a YouTube channel where I restore vintage Porsches called Wrench, R-E-N-N-C-H. I had one video that completely transformed my whole channel. I think I had something like 1,500 subscribers, and then this one video got a million views, and I went to 20,000 subscribers like right away. You never know. You never know what kind of love the algorithm is going to give you. So don't be afraid to record it. And if you don't think, oh, I'm not... You know, I'm not a pro or I'm not uh, whatever. It doesn't matter because there's going to be, remember, there's like 50 million pickleball players. There's going to be a lot of people that look like you, that have your skill set, that are interested in what you're doing and are probably on Instagram, you know, or, or whatever, YouTube. So don't be afraid to film everything and stick it, stick it out there on the web. The other thing is you don't have to be famous for this. You can be kind of what I alluded to before, which is locally famous. Right now in my little friend group, you know, whenever something trends, like one of these videos, like the guy that's like, you got to be more bouncy, that one. Scott, you probably got that sent to you 19 times this week. I did. Yeah. So when when you become the person that's known as the pickleball guy in your group, Again, that's kind of a good sign that people are paying attention and now you're known as a thing in your local community. So if you are talking about pickleball all the time, you're obsessed with it, you don't have to be you know, nationally or internationally famous. You can definitely be, have some local notoriety and that works just as well. And I come back to the, to the word genuine here. Like either genuinely, you, you love playing open play, dropping in, hanging out with players of lots of abilities, being a resource. You like it when people come up to you and ask you questions. You have time for them. You remember their names. That would be great if this all comes genuinely to you. It does for me. And I think that helped position me as someone companies wanted to put their products in my hands. Yeah. Or maybe give it a try. Open yourself up to getting out of your comfort zone and being more available for, for players of all abilities. It would be great if you become the go-to person 
for Q and A on on all things pickleball related. That that's something you can share genuinely with prospective sponsors. And it, I guess it goes back to what I said earlier about expertise, not necessarily five O plus expertise, but just really knowledgeable and friendly and approachable on the local level. But it's like smart companies identify those players. The ones that reach out and say, look, I'm doing this. I'm in this association. I run this league on Fridays, blah, blah, blah. You're, you're perfect for a company to put some product in your hand to because you've got all the eyeballs. You've got the local eyeballs, and you can actually hand a paddle to someone who trusts you. And they go, oh, this is really cool. How do I get one? And then, you know, you're off to the races. So just remember that no matter what we're doing here, ultimately the company that sends you the gear is just trying to sell more stuff. Scott, you've got something here that I'm really interested in your experience with, which is do not do an unboxing of all your free stuff unless the company asks you to. Can you, can you elaborate on that a bit? I'm really, we haven't queued this up at all. And I actually expected to debate this with you. Yeah. Because you do some really good unboxing I do. videos that I've seen before. From the perspective of sitting back and consuming social media, I see these all the time from, from players who you can tell are newly sponsored and they lay out all of the free stuff that they just got. And the message that comes across is check me out. How cool am I? Mm. Could you all please tell me how great I am for getting all this free stuff? The message should be, I just tried this awesome new paddle and I can't wait to tell you guys about it. You don't have to tell them that he got it for free. You know, mm. The message needs, needs to be what's in it for the viewer, not right. what's in it for me, the poster. Sure. And so much of the time, I really think it's all about me, me, me. How cool am I? Tell me how great I am. So <laughs> yeah. th that's my issue with these unboxing videos. That's fair. Right? That's fair. Yeah. I see you them. You do a good job with these. It's not I, all about you. <laughs> but I see the videos you're talking about. I totally see those. That's very true. Yeah, I think in general, there's a, there's a bit of decorum that needs to go with some of this, these products. Sometimes in the fine print, you have to say something like, you know, if, if you purchase this product with my affiliate code, I may get compensated for such a thing. Like that can be literally in the description of a YouTube video or something like that. But yeah, like, I mean, I've done a zillion unboxing videos. So what I typically tend to do is, wow, this stuff just came in today. I can't wait to check it out. But I don't, I don't elaborate on the, the free side. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's somewhat implied. I was going to say, there's an assumption that it probably <laughs> happened. Why is this guy doing this? And if it's on, on YouTube, it'll say something like paid sponsorship. Like there's a, a thing you have to tick that says, I've been paid for this. But yeah, you, you I think it's... You know what would impress me, you know, hmm. like for amongst our listeners right now? A player who goes and purchases a product for retail or darn close... Yeah. And does an unboxing video and talks about how, how excited they are to get to the courts and do a little follow-up video of, wow, this was, you know, this product was all that and more. Here are one or two things I would change about it, but otherwise I really love it. That would impress the heck out of me as a marketing manager. Show me that unboxing video. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's another angle, which is the review unboxing. Which, where you have actually paid for the product and, and you can say whatever you want. So like Pickleball Studio, I think started that way. I think companies send them paddles now yeah. and they're saying like, you know, you know, do your thing. We're going we're gonna to send you these in the hopes that you review them nicely. But if you don't, that's okay. 
or you can just buy them and you can say whatever you want, basically. And Jill Braverman's done a great job, you know, as like when she came out of the executive suite and got back onto the court, she didn't have a paddle sponsor and was highly credible as someone who was doing paddle reviews and not being paid by any of these companies. They may have been sending them to her for free to try out, but same idea. Yeah. You know, here's a, you know, 6.0 player, not sponsored. So that was rare. Right. I'm pretty sure she's connected with some some companies now, but those are those are cool unbiased videos. So let's say that you guys have followed some of these steps, you've gotten some some stuff sent your way, some swag as we like to say, and you're out there and people know that you're now a representative of X company. One thing you have to really pay attention to is how to behave. You can't be throwing tantrums on the court you know, you can't be throwing your paddle, things like that. I mean, there's sort of a somewhat famous incident of that. And, and that person's not doesn't have the same sponsorship anymore. It's like you, you have to really understand that these people are trusting you not only with their money because they've created this product, sent it to you, but they're trusting you now with their brand, which is even more important. You have to represent their brand in, in a good way. All right, guys. So identify the people and the brands that you think are important to you when you write that letter to them. Be very specific. Talk about what it did for you or how you feel when you use their product, why you like it so much. Try to find that marketing person. And once you're there, put the content out. You can't really put enough content out for them. They're going to want to see stuff all the time if you can. So might as well crank it and then make sure you behave on court. So that's my quick bullet point list, Scott. Anything I forgot? I think we're good. All right, folks, you've now just listened to another episode of 4.0 to Pro. Thank you, as always, for the ratings and reviews on iTunes and Spotify. Very much appreciate that. Please follow us on the Grams 4.0 to Pro. There's underscores in there, but I bet you can find us. And thanks, buddy. You guys go have some fun in the pickleball court. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to 4.0 to Pro. For more tips, find us on Instagram at 4.0to-pro. If you have a pickleball question, submit it at picklehelp.com. Now, get out there and dominate. But don't forget to have fun.